Good morning, I'm Anna Palmer. And I'm Jake Sherman. And welcome to The Daily Punch, brought to you by Punchbowl News. It's Thursday, July 21st, 2022. Let's get into the mix. Here are your Washington headlines of the day. Number one, frontline House Democrats push on leadership to do more on police funding legislation. Number two, what to expect at today's January 6th primetime hearing. And number three, the new CHIPS timeline. All right, Jake, let's get into it. We are leading the top of Punchbowl News AM with some really interesting behind-the-scenes reporting about frontline Democrats, those Democrats that are in tight races, pushing their leaders to do more when it comes to police funding. Yes, that is right. So this is this is really interesting. Um, uh, the frontline Democrats, these are Democrats who uh, the party has determined are in tough races in 2022, have a package of bills that they want to um, uh, pass to uh, boost police funding. Um, this is... I don't have we don't have to I don't have to get into to why this is controversial half not half the party but you know 10 to 15 Democrats not the majority as Democrat as uh, as uh, the Republicans want you to think but um, they want to defund the police or or cut back on funding to the police or get rid of some police department you know whatever they they don't want to fund the police group of frontliners include Josh Gottheimer, Tom O'Halloran, Abigail Spanberger, Dean Phillips of Minnesota, and Katie Porter, all of whom signed a letter to tell Pelosi and the leadership to pass f- police funding um, and, and quite frankly, took a, uh, a sharp tone against Jerry Nadler, the chair of the Judiciary Committee, for not doing enough to get this police funding across the finish line um, and uh, it, it, because it would go through his committee. Um so this is interesting for a few reasons. Number one, uh, the assault weapons ban passed the Judiciary Committee last night after after 10 p.m. after a long day, a long hearing. Um, and so all of these kinds of safety issues are coming together. Um, and uh, this all of this raises the question. I mean, take the police funding, take the the uh, assault weapons ban all of it raises the the question as of as to whether the leadership can get this assault weapons ban across the floor next week uh it, it, it can even get it hold one second it could even get a rule the 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 precursor to getting it on the floor whether they could even pass a rule um next week to get this pill on the floor which would be uh, uh, a um quite embarrassing episode for the leadership yeah i mean this was always i I think the thing to me that is interesting here more than just you know what happens necessarily with the assault weapons ban but is just this divide within the democratic party about how to approach violence in uh, this country right now and whether it is more funding for police or whether there's a there's as you said at the top a group of progressives that feel like we don't want more they don't want more money when it comes to uh, policing when it comes to what's what's happening they don't think it's being used well as it is um, and then you have these you know kind of vulnerable Democrats desperate um, for any action on their priorities ahead of the August recess uh, privately frustrated maybe even public publicly frustrated that the leadership is so focused on this assault weapons ban bill that's going absolutely nowhere in the Senate. 
Um, again, just the, the kind of you see what what happens when you have a party that has very disparate views when it comes to a lot of these kinds of massive social problems for the country. Um, and and how do Democrats message this going into the midterm elections? You know, are they going to be able to say we were hard, we are, we're, we're tougher on guns, we're tougher on crime, all kinds of things, um, you know, and make these this a, a big issue as, as a lot of Democrats want to, along with uh, the overturning of Roe versus Wade as a try, a, a way to try to get their base uh, to engage and be more, um, you know, more active this midterm election. Yeah, it's it's a big issue, um, uh, and this is also I found very interesting. Um, uh, Matt Cartwright, Pennsylvania Democrat, who is um, uh, traveling with Joe Biden today, will be uh, ad- uh, attending uh, this event with Biden in Wilkes Bar, Pennsylvania, and will discuss his recent work on the Appropriations Committee to secure police funding in his district. So. Biden will get his ear bent, so to speak, on this in the next couple days, which I found to be uh, I found that to be interesting, given all these dynamics. All right, let's move on to the number two story of the morning. Um, the January 6th hearing is going to be in prime time tonight. The focus on Trump's actions during the critical 187 minutes. Um this is going to be a really, uh, you know, if if passes precedent, this here this committee has done well to cr- to craft a very tight narrative around what uh, the topics that they are trying to get across. Uh, Elaine Luria, the Democrat from Virginia, Adam Kingsinger, the Republican from Illinois, are going to be detailing Trump's actions from the moment he finished his speech on the ellipse shake to when he released a video statement some three hours later. Yeah, this is gonna this is gonna be an interesting hearing. It focuses on those 187 minutes that is that 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 the president did, the former president Donald Trump did nothing to kind of stem the violence. Um, we expect to hear lots of firsthand accounts um, about what was going on in the White House on that day, on January 6, 2021. Uh, we also expect to hear from Matt Pottinger, who was one of the president's top NSC hands who focused on China, and Sarah Matthews, another member of the communications operation who resigned, both of them resigned after January 6th. So this is a um, this is going to be an interesting hearing. Starts at 8 o'clock tonight, an inconvenient time for people who have to wake up very early. Um, uh, like people whose name whose names are Jake Sherman, John Bresnan, Anna Palmer, and <laughs> the rest of the Punchbowl News team. Um, but you know, again, like worth repeating, I guess these hearings have been very effective, and um, they they hold these in prime time for a reason. The reason is they want people to watch, they want people to see them. Uh, all the cables carry it live. I think some of the even the networks have carried it live in the past. So this is going to be another interesting hearing. Um, and, uh, you know, th- we we had thought this would be the last one, but the committee is now, op- you know, holding open the possibility that there will be many more of these or at least a few more of these. And they might do a couple reports. So, I mean, this is the, the we are and I think 110 days um, between uh, from the election. And um, I, I think that that is a um, let me, I think that's going to be a uh, it's going to be a mad rush, right, to finish this up in the next in the next. It has to be less than 110 days fewer, you know, to 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 finish this up. 
All right, let's move on to the number three story of the morning. We continue our total focus on chips or what is now being called Chips Plus by us. Uh, the Senate is heading toward a midweek vote, uh, Jake. They they expect this to come to a final vote in the middle of next week. Wow. I don't know what we'll do in this morning podcast if we don't have chips to talk about. Well, they will have to. Uh, I've made clear to the administration and to to members of Congress on both sides of the aisle. We are uh, uh, we will be sad to see chips end because it is a great story and it's um, one that we've been covering. <laughs> we've been covering quite quite uh, 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 fervently, let's say. Uh, yeah, so this is going to happen next week in the Senate, most likely. It's gonna. We expect, and a couple dynamics we lay out. We expect more Republicans than the sixteen who voted yes to vote yes on uh, uh, Tuesday or Wednesday when this comes up for a final vote. Um, uh, there's some some wrangling over amendments, uh, which is a um, uh, will be interesting to watch. Uh, there are people who are trying to to cut down on amendments and, and force people to offer them on the NDAA instead of this bill to try to keep this bill intact. That all being said, um, this is going to be a challenge in the House. We don't get into this today, but like I don't think many House Republicans are going to vote for this, and I don't think many... I think there will be some House Democrats who don't, who follow Bernie Sanders' lead and say this is just corporate welfare. But um, uh, we anticipate this will get through the Senate next week, and then it's over to the House, uh, which needs to do this and reconciliation. I mean, just a couple of things. Before the August recess. So, Lord have mercy. Easy peasy, easy peasy. This this is going to, if you like August recess, this is not the podcast for you because we could see, (laughs) we could see, uh, we could see August recess get eaten into in a big way. The House, by the way, the Senate's in uh, the first week of August. We got, you got to anticipate that the House will be in the second week of August. Um, uh, to try to deal with reconciliation, I, you know, maybe chips. I don't even know how they're going to do this, but we will figure it out and we will report back. All right. And with that, I think we've said it a bunch, but I am very uh, excited that we are going to be speaking with Commerce Deputy Secretary Don Graves about the chip shortage, about what this legislation ends up looking like, about the future of the semiconductor industry in the U.S. on Tuesday, July 26th at 9 a.m. We're going to be at the Roost on Capitol Hill. Uh, Please come and join us. Both Jake and I will be doing that interview. Really looking forward to it. And with that, thank you so much for listening. We really appreciate it. Uh, Please leave us a rating and review. Share the Daily Punch if you enjoy hearing us. We want everybody to get it. And you can also subscribe to Punchbowl News' free AM newsletter at punchbowl.news. Have a great day and stay safe.